Welcome to Intentional AF, your weekly podcast delivering the hottest takes on branding, marketing, and tech tools to help you build a scalable, intentional, and badass brand in Web3. Are you a Web3 artist, creator, or project founder? Join us every Wednesday for 30 minutes of inspiration, insights, and actionable tips. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button to stay up to date with the latest from Intentional AF. Now, let's dive in. Welcome, welcome to Intentional AF, your weekly podcast, bringing you the hottest takes on branding, marketing, and the latest tech tools to help you build a scalable, intentional, and badass brand in Web3. Today, we're exploring the world of women in our intentional brand check, giving you one fire brand tip you can implement today to level up online. And in nerding out, we'll be checking out three incredible products that we use weekly, Pictory, Super Creator, and MP3 Cut. Are you ready? Let's get into it. I am not ready, but I am going to get into it. So <laughs> let's go. <laughs> uh, quick intro here with World of Women. This is like the first art, more art focused uh, project that we review. Before we get into it, I just want to give a quick disclaimer that the intentional brand check is not financial advice and we will be focusing on identifying the wins and areas of improvements of a project from a branding and marketing perspective to help you know how to build a better brand. Okay, let's take it to Twitter, World of Women. Okay, so first impression, they have their gold check, great. And one of the things that I really love is that I think they're the very first collection that actually shows their mission statement right on their bio a community-centric brand celebrating art representation inclusivity and equal opportunities for all that is very impactful they have their values and their mission statement all over their communications all over their social media and i am for it i like it uh that is one thing that i will give them to them that are doing really well uh, right now uh well and also one of the values that they communicate is celebrating art, and they're actually doing that right now. Uh, their majority of the communications are focused, uh, right now is focused around the art fest that they have going on with Maker's Place, uh, giving value back to the holders. So a lot of their tweets and, and everything that I saw was mainly focused on this. So first area of improvement, I would say, if you're someone that's, newer or maybe it's not participating in the art fest i think keeping that communication of like the overall project uh rather than just one of the activations that you have um, going on uh, and then i saw that they also do updates on twitter spaces which i love that's one of the things that we always recommend people as part of their communication strategy um and i will go back i'm gonna sound like a broken record but i think that if you have over an hour spaces you always need a tldr too long don't read or too long don't listen you need to have a communications of these are the points that we covered and these are the things that if you can't hear a 57 minute long podcast or twitter space here are the things that you need to know as part of the community so I would add that maybe they're doing it on on Discord, but a lot of us can't keep up with multiple channels. So I would recommend that if they're already doing something like that on Discord, to just do that maybe once a week or 
right after in space on Twitter as well. So you just reduce the amount of work that your community has to make to keep up with the project. I'll add to that too. I think there's an easy way for people to be able to take some of that content in audiogram format and post it on, you know, anywhere from TikTok to IG Reels to Facebook Shorts or sorry, YouTube Shorts as well, and really get their messaging out there and take advantage of the fact that they have really interesting folks that they're having on their Twitter spaces, which creates great content that people really do want to participate with. Yeah, I think that they have the I have they have the content already there. It's just the repurposing. So you're totally right. So let's take it to the website now. Okay. First impressions with the website. Uh obviously their brand identity is very strong. They this was not the website that they had when they first launched. So I am really happy to see how they revamp their brand identity and how they look from a professional point of view. Uh, again, their values are front and center, like a thriving community celebrating representation, inclusivity, and equal opportunity for all. Uh, they just keep having that messaging all throughout. If we go a little bit below, you're going to see the mission and vision, um, which again, I think it's really nice. I don't think a lot of the projects that um, are out there have this uh, in the first or second page or even on their Twitter. Uh, so I would give them props for this part. Uh, if we can go, one of the things that caught my eye was uh, that little window at the bottom right that says, you just got your first wow G. Let's get to know each other and join a welcome session with our team. I am a fan of that. Why? Because when you get an NFT, you kind of don't know what you're doing. You you are kind of trying to figure out what's going on on the Discord, what's going on on the Twitter. So this is the first time that I see a project or a company that is taking a proactive step to being like, okay, we know that you just got in. Let's do a welcome session. Education is something that I think every single project should take um, into their communication strategy. So I really like that they set this up and I think set them apart from other projects that we've seen that I don't I don't think I've seen anything like this before. I totally agree. I think it's awesome. I think we were kind of talking about this exact same thing earlier where not enough people do this because if you buy something, how do you get looped into what's happening and where are those channels that, that they're communicating the latest alpha on the project so that you don't feel out of touch by just purchasing something on OpenSea and then you know, being connected to only one of their channels. And from a business perspective, I think we tend to forget, especially as, as founders, we're always looking for the new people to bring in, but we forget the fact that the value is really in keeping folks engaged and excited about your brand. And I think this is the very first step in that, that sets them up for a long-term relationship with these folks. They're creating a connection. I know that their team members, one of which is Kashvi, who's their head, I believe, director of community and social, she is doing these herself on a constant basis. And she knows and has been there from, you know, almost the exact beginning. I know she purchased, I believe, on midnight and then has been a real ambassador before coming onto the team. So she's got the context and she is also always leveling up her own style of community engagement to figure out like, what do people want and give us feedback and tell us what we're missing. And so I think this creates that 
relationship so that when she's coming back to them to say, I want to hear more, I want to hear how we're doing, they also have a baseline of who they need to come to and what are the expectations that were set from that beginning call. And I think that's where you're going to get that kind of information. I think talking to someone who bought something today is the right thing to do because then you're not guessing what happened six months ago, the last time you connected with a certain number of people and how their experience was. Plus to me, this screams of all the stuff I love, which is on the back end. I would know that there's a connection here to a CRM so that I know Patrick Wagner owns one of these. Therefore, if we're having an event, we can email them. If there's merch, we can tell them, you know, all of those factors that, you know, to the disconnection that exists, this is one of the main solutions towards that. So this is awesome. Yeah. Uh, I think I didn't find like a lot of areas of improvement. I would say just, they have so much content that they could repurpose. Um, so I'm not sure the reason why they aren't doing it, but that will be an easy, you know, a low hanging fruit that they could take it for their content to take their content to the next level, pretty much. Uh, aside from that, I think their mission statement is pretty clear. I think they have a pretty clear emotional benefits for their community. And then if you go down, uh, I think they cover a little bit of the of what we would call the objective benefits. Uh, you can keep scrolling down. So I think their mission statement is really easy to understand. They have really clear emotional benefits for their community. Uh, and then when we talk a little bit about the objective benefits, uh, if you scroll down here, they, they put their mission and their values, like keep any, keep reinforcing this. Um, so I really like that. If you go down one more, I think we're going to find the, uh, objective. So the wow fund, so they're backing up what they're saying that they're going to do. They're going to focus on elevating the art community with in the wow fund is one of the ways that they do that. And then for community membership, I think this is a really easy way for people that are coming in to kind of have a, a overview of what they're getting. So full IP rights, access to my wow, exclusive NFT drops, physical goods, IRL experience. They are very well known for their events that they put together. So this is a really good start. And I really like that they have it very direct. Like if there's no, I mean, any, you can get, deeper into each one of these but at least they have something that people can go in and be like okay i know what i'm gonna get as soon as i get in and then the fact that you can sign up for a call with the team and catch up and and understand a little bit more about the community i think that's a really good step to educate your community and keep it engaged His turn? Is my turn? No. no, it's me. Do you want to kick it to me, Alex? Yeah. Hold on. <clears throat> so that's really all I found from the brand identity, the mission statement, and the values. Uh, let's kick it to storytelling and messaging. Christina, what did you find? I think that you talked a lot about it. They do an excellent job of talking about their mission, their values. They repeat the exact same sentences over and over again, which we forget about in branding. Sometimes we need to brand that message into our audience so that they begin to associate that with our brand. 
So they're saying community celebrating representation, inclusivity, and equal opportunities for all. They also talk about, okay, what does that mean for them? It means core values of educating and empowering women in art, technology, and NFT spaces. So that creates the buckets under which they're able to fulfill their mission, which I think they do a great job of. Like you said, there's a lot of messaging all over the place. And they can, might be able to do a better job of kind of like directing the individual coming to the site when they first arrive. So like you said, the the WOW page is similar to the actual homepage, but you don't really realize that there's a differentiation. Um, so being able to say like, are you new to World of Women? Are you looking for foundation information? Are you looking for whatever IRL event information or our socials, I think they could immediately identify to the consumer. This is where you would go to find the information that's most pertinent to you. And that could help them from that perspective. But I think they do a great job with their messaging. And I think even more important to that with the storytelling around it, not just from a lore perspective, which they do a good job of, but from the continuation of, they have a really beautiful story in the space. They were one of the first ever projects that had a focus on inclusivity they're one of the first ever projects that was 10K of all women and representative of different types of women. Of course, you know, you can always go back and say they could have done a better job at XYZ, but at the time it was incredibly progressive for what we were seeing in the space. The team itself is made up of Yam, Karkai, and Raf. They are life partners as well as, you know, working together on this project and founding this project. They've got good experience. So Yam is a creator. She's a digital artist and has been a digital artist for a very long time, was a content creator as well at one point in time. And Raf has experience from the business side of things, both from he was a chief of staff in software. He's worked as a product manager. He's worked as a program manager. So they have that skills and expertise that we talked a lot about as being important in the space. You need to, of course, the art is important. And it certainly was at the time that they were launching. The business side is just as important. So how do you scale the team? How do you scale all the success that they had on midnight into something much bigger? A lot of people don't remember, or if they weren't there at the time, on midnight, they actually were going to bed with like, I think it was like 1500 sold at the time. They hadn't sold out for a project that had done a really great job of marketing themselves. And they were really happy and content with where they were in the moment. They're like, we're going to bed because they're based in, in Europe. We're going to go to bed. We're really happy at where we're at. And, you know, this doesn't change anything. We've got an initial influx of funds and we'll be here tomorrow and the next day and the next day was their message. And then it was sort of the Gary V effect. He talked about buying it. He was made aware of it by one of their community members, blew it up on social and it sold out overnight. So really changed the trajectory of it. But what's nice to see from somebody that has seen it from the beginning is their messaging, their approach, their overall style of leadership hasn't really changed despite the fact that they've grown and scaled. They've also brought on Guy Siri, who is a manager of Madonna, YouTube, Red Hot Chili Peppers. And what they've also done in expanding their team, you can tell is building out in areas that aren't necessarily their interest or their strength. You can tell that Yam is comfortable in public, but I don't think that Yam wants to be a fully out there public figure. And so you've seen a bit of a transition from Yam in the public eye to more of Shannon Snow, who they brought in as their chief operating officer, taking on that role of heading to the conferences, being up on the stages, 
talking a lot about their work. And Shannon is an incredible woman and founder herself, or sorry, angel investor herself and tech executive. She was formerly US Entertainment at Meta for a number of years. She's an angel investor, has a strong network and has a really strong presence when you see her online. She does a great job at bringing that messaging around to make sure it's consistent wherever they are. And I already talked a little bit about Cashfi, who is a young person. She's a student. I believe that she's 21. She's based in India. She is constantly leveling up her own game in terms of what does community and community building mean. And she has provided a really great foundation for them to bring on new people into the space, but also keep the engagement with original mentors like myself. Like I'm constantly receiving communication from Kashvi and the team about, hey, we remember, you know, we see you, you wrap your World of Women PFP. We want to make sure that you know about this event or this opportunity, which is a great job. So I think overall, the messaging is great. The storytelling is great. And then they have the team to be able to consistently deliver that in a way that makes sense to the community and also bring on new people, but keep the existing members engaged. I love that uh, Cash is doing such a good job and and kind of proving that you can be in the web free space regardless of you know your age or your expertise. Just she was part of the community. She took it on, and the fact that she's so young is so inspiring. And and I think she's going. Yeah, she's going to be con. So that's that's yeah. She cool. started as um, a moderator in the V Friends community. I believe it was her first foray into NFT. So she started as a mod. Anyone that knows modding knows that is an incredibly difficult job. And then anyone that knows the V friends community also knows the challenges that come with modding that community. And so she's taken, and you've seen this like progression and growth of her as just being a 21 year old, still a student, still studying, still doing her thing while also building her own personal brand and the brand of world of woman at the same time. Good for her. Mm-hmm. What would you say are uh, kind of the the takeaway that you can share? Well, let me ask this here. From a personal brand tip perspective, what is the tip that you take away from looking at World Women? I think I'll go back to Kashbi, which we talked about, really. From a personal brand perspective, that's somebody who is building their brand based on a core value of community, a core skill that they have, and then this unique value proposition which they bring, which is being associated with World of Women that has a really strong brand, a really strong presence in the community. I think Kashvi does a great job at saying, I want to be my own individual entity within within this space. I know there are opportunities for me as an individual. I can do that at the exact same time as I'm doing my job and still build my brand, having World of Woman be a piece of my brand, but not all of my brand. And this is how I do that. So I would say that's the personal brand tip is saying, what is your value? What are your values? What are your expertise? What's uniquely you? And how do you integrate that with the various things that you do to build your brand, whether that's the company that you work for, the things that you're interested in, you know, the city that you live, it doesn't really matter. It just needs to really hit with you and make that the foundation that you build upon. And each one of the jobs that you take or new places that you travel becomes elements of your brand, not the entirety of your brand. That's really cool. And it ends with when you're truly authentic, there's no competition. Cashby, we should have Cashby on the show. We should uh, invite. Oh, absolutely. Her. Yeah, we should yeah, let her on, on 
future episodes. All right. Well, from content and KPIs, how do they do that? Let's get started with, we went over their social stuff so you guys can see some of the details, but we'll go to Social Blade quickly. He scored a C plus again, as we talk about weekly, those are actually pretty good numbers, C plus, B minus. It means that they're actively posting, actively gaining subscribers. You know what I mean? They're dropping enough regular content. Nothing's growing too dramatically. Nothing's changing too much. So they're doing a good job. The engagement numbers aren't tremendous, but they're positive and consistent. So I'm trying this new tool today called NFT on chain. And it's a great little summary that gives us a little bit of an idea of what their floor price is, how it's gone up in the last 24 hours, what the trajectory is over the last seven days, some volume stuff. So obviously something's happened over the last little bit, but to see a little pop in price as well, their Twitter follower numbers, their discord numbers. And actually when you dig in a little bit deeper here, we can see what those numbers really are. So in this case, this shows listing age of who's selling what piece and how long it's been up for. I don't really see the big value in that to understand kind of, you know, how long people are holding makes a little bit more sense. You can see the price it trades as a token because it's an NFT. It's really just an ERC 20 token and you can see it's headed down. It used to be around, you know, two and a half ETH, three ETH, but it has popped up actually recently. You can see it was down to 0.7. So it has moved up. A little bit in the last little bit here um you can see some of those sales going up and a whole bunch of sales that came through so there's definitely something happening as there's a 52 purchases that happened yesterday or the day before on average it looks like they're doing more like two or three so somebody came in and bought over 50. that's usually an investment or some sign of something happening at least to dig in a little bit further we can see the distribution of holders again there's nothing specific that stands out here, but we look for larger, you know, um, blocks that might have, you know, 50 to 250 and too many whales that sit in an account and have too much control. So it's important to see who those individuals are and understand their purpose behind supporting or holding that many. Wait, can you go back to the holder? Sure. What is that, uh, that donut chart? So what's the green one? The green one is too small of a holding amount to show. So it's like ones, mm. twos, threes. The good thing is you see here, you can look at the quantity and what their percentage is of everything that's out there and the estimated value. So this person's down 62% because of the cost that it costs them to get in. Whereas someone here bought, you know, a whole bunch of them at this level. And so they're actually up quite a bit. Mm. So you can, you can kind of see who's trading what, what other holdings they might have to get a better understanding. So we could also use this to try to find out if those last 50 that were sold, did they go to one individual? Who's that individual? What else does that individual hold? And possibly their, their Twitter accounts and everything else that they might have on their OpenSea account. Um, nothing special here, just the most recent tweets. And it depends. It's on a couple of different platforms on OpenSea. It's about 0.9 ETH. Looks rare is higher, but there's not a lot of trading volume happening there. I think overall as a project, your KPIs are doing well. I mean, obviously something happened in the last little bit to see 50, which is, you know, 10 times, maybe 15 times the average 
of what purchases were normally happening. So definitely some information and some news. That'd be another thing maybe we could cover now that it's happened, I think almost twice in our show where we've noticed that something must have happened in the last little bit and maybe correlate what that news is or what that announcement was, because I think there's definitely something happening. If not, I would take this information and make sure I dig in a little bit more to their discord and ask some questions and find out a little bit more about what's happening. Cause that's a pretty exciting move to be honest with you. So we want to talk about uh, the, like, like you saw the chart kind of declining. Do you have any thoughts on why is it declining or do we want to just not cover that since it's not like branding or marketing related? I don't mind covering it. I think it's important to tell people like the reality is that most people are exiting with their liquidity and trying to get money out of whatever NFTs they have left. And unless we're communicating a story or the intentions of a roadmap that give people hope, that price will not go up, right? Mm -hmm. So the reality is over the last little bit, most people have been, I wouldn't say it's negative, but definitely not in a belief that something's going to come out of this that, you know, would be more profitable or would add value, even though like you guys both said, I think World of Women is doing a fantastic job in their events. All the people I know in their community are fantastic. So they really do have quite an activated community. And I think if they're able to get a few of those dots connected in that way, they're going to have a tremendous impact in the space. So I would look at this, see these volumes, understand that this is probably the low point of the project too. And I would keep that in mind, but understanding that as ETH and Bitcoin continue to fall in price, the chances are high that we'll also see a drop in these prices for most NFT projects, unless they can come out with very clear, here's what we're doing every month. That's moving the profit margins or cash flow. Because again, I don't think it's enough to just say, Hey, we're launching something interesting mm -hmm. for people to want to invest and buy something at this point in the marketplace. Yeah. Thank you. And did well, you say that that? Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, did you say that that big influx happened yesterday, Pat? Yeah, two days ago. Two days yeah. from the time. So I think that, and just taking a quick look, um, that was actually purchased as part of the World of Women team community wallet. So what they mentioned in the Discord was that they went and they purchased those to expand their wallet, given that the IP rights are directly connected to. The holder of each IP uh, or of each NFT, that could mean they want to expand the access to the IP that they have and build the characters of the 50 that they've purchased in whatever they're doing in the space next. So in some ways, you know, maybe not as exciting as the like FOMO meter that we typically see in the NFT space, because it's not a whale coming in and saying, I'm investing the assets here. But I think in this case, it would say that it's an investment on the team's behalf to make sure that one, they're able to retain some of those NFTs themselves and hopefully given what we know about them, build out the IP of those specific characters so that they can actually expand that into different commercial spaces, which could be a great business thing. Yeah, definitely. I think that's a great actual positive too, because it's very similar to corporations that do share buybacks. And if a company is buying back their own product, that means because they have a high belief in what it is rather than taking those funds and just using them for other resources. So it's not something that most companies will do, you know, for no reason. I think it's a, it's a positive sign for sure. What would you guys give it from uh, branch at grading? 
So my very biased opinion is I would give them an A, maybe an A minus. I think they've done a really great job at showing up consistently and operating a business that differs from what we tend to determine or define success as in the space. They're not operating on hype cycles or FOMO. They're really just showing up day to day and generating revenue, being able to consistently deliver back to their community what a business would deliver. So I think that's actually a good thing. I think it shows the management that is at play here. I think Raft and Yem have provided a supplementary team in Shannon and folks like Kashvi. Their team is also has diverse skill sets and is a diverse representation of people, again, aligned with their mission and their values. Um, and I think one thing we didn't talk about is they also have a foundation. So all of these things to me are just pillars of communication, pillars of how are you actually activating against those values that you say are so important to you, education being a clear one, which is what their foundation directly focuses on. The only thing that I would improve here is what we talked about earlier. I think they could do a better job at leading the individual to the information and the communications people pieces that they're looking for, doing that immediately on the website or being a little bit clearer on their link tree, something like that. So they can just guide people in their journey and make sure folks aren't losing interest or losing their time. That's what I would lead to. And you talked a lot about content repurposing. There's a lot in what they're doing, making sure they're giving the information in an easily digestible way, but also a variety of digestible ways, depending on what the consumer or what their community member wants to re receive information as. I will echo everything. And my, I was thinking actually of giving them an A minus. Uh, just, and the minus is just because of that. Uh, I think if they just take the current content that they have and, and diversify it, I think that would put them at an A plus. So but they're doing amazing. And yeah, we're, we're, we're going to be honest and we're going to say that we, we are fans of world women. So we may be biased. Super biased. I'm a holder. I folded. I was there on midnight. So I'm very biased and I will claim that openly and honestly. I'm going to give it an A. And I actually think almost every woman I know in the space that is in any way building or is a leader or is in any way adding value is part of this project I've noticed as well. So some of my favorite women in my, in the space are part of this project and I see at their events and their events are always fantastic, very well done, very thoughtful, very intentional. And I also agree that this feels like to me, one of those projects that I have a lot of comfort in knowing this will be here in a few years. There's nothing about this that gives me a feeling like, oh shit, six months from now, I don't know if they're going to even be here anymore. This gives me all the vibes of 10 years kind of thing. No problem. This is, you know, set up and being created with that kind of a trajectory and speed in, in place. So for that reason, I think, you know, it's an A, they're doing all the right stuff. There's two things I would do differently to your point about the repurposing. hundred percent agree with you, getting that information in more places to just bring people in top of funnel and get everybody up to date. And the second one is, and again, I don't know inside the community as well, but I see the incredible opportunity of activating so many entrepreneurs and so many business women and men to work together in an environment and create some really crazy and cool stuff. And I really think they have an opportunity there. And if they were able to continue to activate on that, they'll probably have one of the best most active communities out there that will be building active businesses that are profitable rather than just, you know, 
selling merch and a few things with a label slapped on sponsored ad break this episode is brought to you by intentional a web3 native agency and collective helping creators and companies build scalable intentional and badass brands intentional provides comprehensive services to enhance your brand positioning and awareness while increasing your marketing team's productivity without the extra headcount learn more about intentional services and the collective at theintentional.xyz all right, let's get into nerding out genius marketing moves, efficiencies, AI tools, and community campaigns. Pat, what tool are you showing us today? Today is Pictory.ai. Now, this is something I think is pretty cool. Um, now, again, this is early days, so this is not going to compare to a custom-made video that you spent $500 to $2,000 on. But basically... You can provide it a script, give it a link to an article, and it will actually create the video for you. So as an example, I actually cut and pasted an article for Coinbase and how their CEO had bought some of the company stock. So it created this little short video. There's music. Now the imagery is pretty good, but there are times where the imagery doesn't work. Like this part. <laughs> it's looking at a cushion. <laughs> I know, right? Like that's the, that was the part that kind of throws it off. But if you had a little bit more selection in just what was there, it's about 80% of the way there, right? Those that are is, elements good, yeah. that does it all for you. And basically you can download it from there and post it as your reel so you don't actually have to create it as much. This to me seems like if if it if we're able to kind of tweak certain frames quickly, you might be able to get a lot of reels out that are just informative news updates. To our point before, if you're in Discord and there's four point updates, there should be four reels that are created short form through here updating people about, you know, the team bought 50 of these for the wallet in order to do some additional IP development and we're excited about it and that kind of stuff that can happen really fast. I have not tried these next spot, which is they also provide visuals to video and then some sort of editing the videos using text. I have no clue on that one, but I'm going to test all of these out next. But so far what it's created and what it's able to create with what you give it using AI and some pictures and then some basic video editing, I think it's great. I mean, we're looking at this as uh for one of our clients that does a lot of news and information. And I really do think with a couple of tweaks and I doubt it'll take more than six weeks or something, but the next, you know, version of this will be very helpful and being able to make sure you can execute on four or five of these types of informative posts every day, rather than having to kind of limit it to one a day. So very that's useful. the tool. What is uh, the cost? It's free to try a little bit out, right? But the costs are a couple of because we're dealing with video there's always obviously more costs uh, and you have to be more careful about how much time how many videos how long they're they are in general so i would recommend trying the free trial and better understanding like how long will your videos be how many do you plan on creating to better understand kind of like which one of these packages are going to benefit you the most but from 19 bucks a month to 40 bucks a month and more, depending on like how many videos you're actually producing. 
that's not bad and especially when you think about teams that are you know medium um medium i would say just medium like more than 10 people like if you give this to their video person or their social media person like they can do so much with this so um love this tool we are very content creation video ai heavy today because the tool that i'm bringing is also along the same lines of your tool pat but mine is called supercreator.ai and it helps with short form content creation and this can work for an individual content creator or like we said like a small to medium team that wants to give them to their social media person and create more content um you know in their timeline so how it works is that you can put in an idea or a link to an article and it will automatically create a script for you and not just a long form script but like a script and each frame so you when you create a short form video how it usually works is that you create a script and then you do like the 10 clips of the whole video and so this does that for you it creates the whole script and then divides each clip for you and you can add a background you can uh, it automatically generates the the caption uh the subtitles uh so you can actually customize it after it generates the video so really good it is free to use you just have to apply for it uh when i applied for it it only took me like a day or maybe two days to get access to it so it's pretty fast turnaround to get access to this tool highly recommend that if you're in the content creation uh world or if you're a part of a social media team for for any kind of company love it i can't wait to try it that's really good. And I, I too applied for it, got accepted right away. Um, and I've noticed too, in addition to this, they have a really strong online presence in terms of a Discord community to actually support you as you're learning the tool, as they're releasing new features. We've seen this a lot, especially in the age of AI, where the technology itself is now opening up the opportunity for, I think within the last month, there were 2000 new apps that were AI focused launched as soon as the API was made available to people. And so that means that sometimes you're gonna waste your time. A, a, a community like Super Creator is making sure that if you come into it, you're getting the information that you need to then be able to use it. And then you're made aware in a variety of different ways. Obviously email is one of them in, in app, but also in this Discord community of what are the new features that they're adding? What are the things and the feedback that you want to see from it? And then they're actually implementing that directly into the system um, and into the platform. They're also directly addressing um, the fact that sometimes content creators, like we need more information from industry professionals and they're doing AMAs and they're doing um, online events with like really reputable creators in the space that have used the tool themselves and are telling you how they're using it. So really, really great community. And I think they're doing a great job for a small team. What is the tool that you're bringing? I am bringing a tool, which is called MP3 Cut. And so what this is, it's, it's actually an audio cutter that allows you to trim and cut any audio file online. So what you would normally have to do to cut audio is you would have the audio downloaded to your computer. You would need audio software that was also downloaded to your computer. Tends to be pretty clunky and heavy. 
tends to be a lot of learning curve surrounding these audio tools. This allows you to upload a link to your MP3 directly to the site, so not having the software external to it. You upload it directly to the site, and you can cut and trim either the full length of the audio or pieces of it. So where we found this to be really useful is particularly with our clients in terms of delivering short-form audio content. So think about an audiogram. Are you hearing him in the background? Yeah. It's good. Don't worry. Almost done. Would you shut that kid up? I'm just kidding. <laughs> He's all cute. He's so cute. That's real. That's real. I'm a mom. I work from home sometimes. <clears throat> we use this a lot, particularly for our clients and taking long form audio content and making it short form, repurposing that, which we always talk about. So we re repurpose that in the way of audiograms, particularly. So whether that's a podcast that we turn into a variety of different audiograms, it's taking content that already exists, putting it in a new form. This tool allows us to do that relatively easily, and it's free for now. So I think it's worth trying out, especially if you're doing any sort of audio. We talk to people about this all the time in Web3 space. You're on Twitter spaces. Don't let that hour, hour and a half that you invest not be reutilized or not be utilized for another platform and another content opportunity. You said TLDR earlier. These little snippets of information are also ways of providing that TLDR. And this tool allows you to do that simply, easily, and free for now. I would add to that as well that the opportunity, I would normally take, let's say, a download, and I did this actually earlier today for one of our clients, where I pulled their Twitter space, ran it through Podcastle, cleaned it up nicely, and then from there, pull it into here, and I'm able to edit with a slow fade in and out and be able to cut the audiogram audios which we need for headliner app and i can take those little audios and put them into otter in order to get a paragraph or two and then use those to actually create tweets or blog posts because it's right around that same size that they need to get some authenticity so that's just a little bit of the waterfall of what we do with the content as it goes forward so this step here really saves a lot of time of having to load up a software and you know make all these edits in a more complicated way when the reality is you can either find the time approximately come in here and cut it closer and you're ready to go to headliner and produce your audiograms very easily from your Twitter spaces content. We'll need to get you to do headliner as another tool, maybe in the yes, future. Yes, that's a great idea. <laughs> Good idea. Well, we're really uh, content heavy editing video, uh, but all the tools that we talked about today are free. So amazing resources for an individual or a small to medium team to use. I think that's the point that I get really excited about. And Pat and I, Alex and I have talked about it previously at no other time in history have all of these tools been accessible for the price that they're accessible at and for the ease of use with the technology and where it's developed. So being able to, as a small team, we use this for our own content then being able to repurpose it for our clients, whether they're companies or they're individuals. This is your moment to make a one hour space and turn that into 50 additional pieces of content, whether written, whether long form, short form, all of these tools allow you to do that. And the, the risk in terms of the money that you're putting up front for it, 
but also the time in terms of learning all of these different tools is really limited. So now's the time to try it. We're doing the same thing. And hopefully we can provide some guidance to folks on, on where they can look for these tools and how we use them in this section. Absolutely. And I also want to add that I think it's important. There's a lot of tools and a lot of rabbit holes you can go down. And the only way to avoid that in this overwhelm and, you know, tsunami of AI tools coming out every 30 days that you should have a team that you work with, that people that you can bounce ideas off of in the sense, is this a good tool? Here's how I'm using it. And having people honestly tell you, well, what's the difference between just cutting and pasting? What's the difference between this and that? So that you're not just getting tool after tool that I think we almost have enough bias internally that we're like, Hey, this made me feel good. So this is a great tool, but was it worth the cost? Did it really save you that much time? Did it eliminate whatever? And having a few people to talk to about that so that the tools you are using are the, the right ones that are effective and not just, you know, ones that are cool and interesting. And track the tools that you're using. Because oftentimes in the moment of excitement, we can download something, we can think it's amazing. And then you realize you paid for an, a subscription. It was moderate at the time because it's only six bucks a month, but you realize six months have gone by. You're not even using the tool at all. And six months would be great. Oftentimes it can be upwards of like 20 bucks a month. So just make sure that you're tracking which ones that you're using as well. So you can make sure, cool. I know that like if something else new comes along, I need to compare it against this thing that I'm already using. You've got a good baseline for comparison. And you can make sure that you're always on top of subscriptions that you are and aren't using so that you're not spending things that you don't need to be spending. Yeah, I would add just tr keep track of time you use the tool and, and the time it saves you as well. So to your point, Christina, how much is it costing you each month? How much time is it actually saving you each month? Or how much money is it making you? And if those can't be answered, you probably shouldn't be using the tool. That is it. Thank you for tuning into Intentional AF. Don't forget to subscribe and join us next Wednesday for more branding, marketing, and tech insights on Web3. We thank you for spending your time here with us. We want to hear feedback, so please include that in the comments. Let us know, is there a tool that you want us to take a look at, a company or an individual you'd love us to have on or do our intentional brand check with? We're open to it. We're excited to continue doing this with all of you. Thank you so much, and we'll see you next week. Remember... You got this. Thank you for tuning into Intentional AF, your go-to source for branding, marketing, and tech to help you build a scalable, intentional, and badass brand in Web3. Remember to join us every Wednesday for more inspiration, insights, and actual tips tailored to all you artists, creators, and project founders. If you haven't already, hit that subscribe button to stay up to date with the latest from our podcast. Until next week, keep building that badass brand of Web3 and remember to stay intentional AF. You got this. <laughs>